0: The journey is long. It's not yeah. a one year journey. It's not a two-year journey. Dude, it's a lifelong journey. And you gotta reward yourself along the way. Listen, you wanna take care of the people you love, but to me, you also gotta take care of yourself. You also wanna make yourself happy, man, because you deserve it. If you're hustling, if you're grinding all these time and you set a target, my target, bro, is that if I can make what I make, if 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 I can make what the car is worth in a month, that's when I go get it.
1: All right, everybody. Welcome to the real estate podcast. Today we have a very special guest. We got King Khan. He is here. He is a multi millionaire. He's a real estate investor, started off wholesaling, high school dropout, uh, very experienced person, and uh I'm very excited to have him on today. Thank you for joining.
0: Yeah, dude. I, I want to say, dude, thank you so much. I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for having me here, man. It's uh it's definitely an honor. Appreciate it. Good.
1: Well, thanks for coming. Uh, I do want to start out by uh, talking about how you dropped out of high school. If you don't mind, yeah. uh, just kind of tell us that story, kind of what was going on at that time. Uh, I'm sure a lot of your friends were working on going to college or, yep. you know, experiencing other things, and you decided to drop out. Why is that?
0: Yeah, man. So, you know, I am not the book smart. I, I, I Dude, I suck at school, and all I do is just copy everybody's homework. And, uh, you know, I, I think in America – Versus like in my country, right? Like uh, in Asia, I think the education is very different here. As long as you show up, right? As long as you show up, dude, you get a D and then you get a passing grade and move on to the next level. Back in my country, you got to pay for education and and you got to go through a certain test. But for me, dude, I just knew that school wasn't for me. I have two best friends that are like a student. I copy all their homework and, uh, at, you are know, at 17, dude, I mean, I, I think when I hit, uh, like, sophomore, dude, I was physically there, but mentally, dude, I was already gone, bro. Mentally, I was you? not even... What? Where were you? Dude, like, I just want to make money, man. Like, I see people out there just hustling and making money and, you know, growing up, you know, I already worked when I was six. I came over here, you know, I came to America at the age of nine, and every single summer, you know, every kid would go out, have fun with their friends and, you know, doing the kids thing. Dude, I was picking blueberries, raspberry, cucumber, beans, like you name it, dude. I was out in the field, bro, from like six in the morning, dude, to six at night at the age of nine. And I did that from like nine all the way until I was 16. And when I was 17, dude, I was like, man, I was like, dude, I'm sick and tired of this. Like they teach you nothing in school that I don't think that you can can actually implement in the real world. And like I knew, bro, like from the root, from, from within, I knew that I have to work ethic. Right, so I just want to go out there, dude. I just want to work and I just want to start making money.
1: Yeah. And
0: I knew that after high school, I wasn't gonna pursue college. And I see people with a high school diploma still go and get a J. O. The B. And I say, why the hell? Why would I want to waste another year? Why? Why don't I just want to go and start now? So yeah. I dropped out at seventeen, dude, and I met my wife at the age of eighteen and move into this little shed behind a mobile home park. And a lot of you gonna be like, well, Kong, what does your parent think about it? Well, obviously, dude. My mom was crying. She was, you know, her whole thing is bringing us to America so we can actually do something with our life and become successful. Like my mom just wants me, dude, to graduate, make her proud, go to college so she can brag with all of her friends that I have a, you know, I have a smart kid that go to college. And I think for my parents, dude, is they just want me to be successful, don't have to work as hard as they do, they for them it's like have an office space, right? Have an office job, and make sixty k to hundred k a year, and they're like, I'm successful. Right. But dude, now right. now I make three hundred and fifty thousand a month, right? And working, dude, I I I literally love what I do today. Mm-hmm. So to me, it doesn't even seem like it's work.
1: I hear you. I was the uh, same way. Uh except I wasn't picking uh raspberries and blueberries. I was uh <laughs> selling drugs and stuff. I was going down a different route. Oh um, damn. But uh I felt the same way, you know. I was in yeah. school and I knew how to make money. I knew that making money nice. was what I wanted to do and I didn't want to go sit in a class and learn about some, you know, <laughs> book that was written, you know, 200 yeah. years ago.
0: Yeah, dude, no listen man. So I so I just put out a video talking about like the, you know, the um the asian schooling versus the american like i don't know why in middle school we would learn about sex education like like why dude like i think that's teaching like it's such it's such a young age like you could have replace that dude with like a finance class right
1: mm-hmm.
0: like I, they need to learn about real world stuff man so that way when they grow up when when they're ready to go on their own dude they know exactly what they need to do and they'll be ahead of the game
1: yeah i agree with you well it's uh It's your job, my job, all of our jobs to help educate the kids out there that, you know, this is the way and you can learn about things that will help you uh, for the rest of your life.
0: Dude, absolutely. Hey, man, also, too, I see people that go to college and get like a finance degree, bro, but majority of them are broke. Like you, so you're telling me that you're going to manage my money and and your bank account is at a negative? Come on, man. Shit, bro. Like you you ain't going to, you ain't going to manage or you ain't going to touch my money if you can't take care of your money, man.
1: Yeah, I agree. That should be the uh, first question you ask a financial advisor <laughs> is let me see your investments in your bank
0: Correct. Account. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely, dude. All
1: right. So you graduated or didn't graduate, dropped out, yeah. went straight to work. Uh, so tell yeah. me about how you got into real estate because you got into real estate at 27, dropped out yeah. at 16, 17.
0: So, yeah, so I dropped out 17, met my wife at the age of 18. Obviously, I was dead broke. And I told my parents that I'm going to move in with this chick. And she was living with her mom at a mobile home park, a single wide. And there's a little shed out back. So Lon and I, so the wife, her name is Lon. So she's also high school dropout. Like, like we're, we're more of a street smart versus book smart. So we move out to this little shed behind a mobile home park, man. Dead broke, right? And I got my first J-O the B making $8.50 an hour, bro. And from there, it's like, you know, it's a stepping stone. So Lon, Lon and I, for the first five years, dude, we live in that shed from 18 to 23. All we did was eat, work, and sleep. That's it, right? We live way below our means. We didn't go and, and rent a nice apartment. We didn't drive fancy car. I've seen my friend rode in with new car, Gucci, Louis Vuitton, and buying all these designer clothes, dude. While wow, they were looking rich, bro. Lon and I, our focus was to get rich. So we live way below our means. We're freaking just stacking the cash, right? And then by the time, so we bought our first house at the age of 23. And then by the time we're 27, we leverage our house, dude, to get into real estate. Now, for a lot of you who might not know, I start out not wholesaling, bro. I start out as a fix and flipper. So I okay. actually buy the house, fix it up, and flip it. I did that for four and a half years, dude, and it was a nightmare. For those of you who actually fix and flip property, right, you will know exactly what I mean, babysitting contractor, dealing with the city, getting the permit, relisting your property, waiting for four to six months to get paid. And so the biggest mistake that I made when I got into the fix and flip game, man, because I was so new into the game, I was learning everything and doing everything myself. But I also was trying to compete with other investors. I was trying to go too fast, too quick, bro. So I got to a point where I basically over leveraged. I got about four houses that I was rehabbing Got about 1.5 million dollar tied up, and uh, at the point I just couldn't leverage anymore. And that's when one of one of my local investors said, "Kong, you're so good at finding deals. You're so good at negotiating. Why don't you just wholesale?" I said, "What is that?" So he he tells me a little bit about it, and I said, "Shit, I got no choice but to do this, right?" Mm-hmm. So I went and found my first wholesale deal. Mm-hmm. Um, it was an ex- it came from expired listing. I send a seller a letter, simply say, hey, my name's Kong. I'm interested in making you a free, no risk, no obligation, cash off on your property. If you're interested, give me a call back. Anyways, I got on the phone with her. We went back and forth for about four times or so. I met her at McDonald's, <laughs> at McDonald's signed the contract, put $250 to secure that contract. I found the buy in two days, sold a piece of paper, dude, over to someone else for $28,000 in 15 days. We close on it. And I said, dude, this is the game I want to play. So you're yeah. telling me that I only need $250. I can make 28K in 15 days. And I said, dude, Carl, what if you're able to do two of those, three of those a month? Now we're doing between six to seven of those a month and have a team of seven VAs that run my whole entire operations where I only spend about one hour on my wholesaling business. And, and we're cranking out right around like 140 or so a month uh, this year.
1: That's amazing. Yeah. It's hard for, uh, those financial advisors to provide a thousand percent return in 15 days, isn't it?
0: Yeah, absolutely, bro. Well,
1: that's very cool. So what's the, uh, how long you've been doing that for? What year was that?
0: Yeah. So I think, uh, back in like 2012 or so. So I've been in the game for about like 12 years. Um, okay. but I, for uh wholesaling, it's probably six, six and a half years.
1: Okay. Six and a half years. Yep. Um, and then along the way, I mean, I'm sure you're buying a bunch of real estate too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So for me and lawn dude is that we're not about bigger. Sometimes bigger, is not always better, bro. And let me explain for those that don't understand. So I paid $30,000 to go through these real estate mastermind where you get to hang, you got to do at least 75 deals and you get to hang out some of the biggest player, uh, real estate player in the country. And some of these guys and gal would do, do it a million, three million a month. So one of them will have a hundred rentals. But guess how much they cash flow? Like net take home, ten thousand dollars. That's it, because they leverage every single property, right? For them, it's like they leverage every single property, so they squeeze all the cash flow. So Lon and I, we rather have cash heavy, and not. So to me, dude, as a real estate investors, you will find yourself at two different points. You either cash rich and property poor, or you're property rich and you cash poor. You want to get to the point where you're right there in the middle. So Lon and I were cash rich, but we're probably poor. So we have about 14 rentals, but that 14 rentals, dude, majority of them are pay down. So our cash flow is about 10,000 net a month. That's after all expenses. So my 14 rentals pays as much as someone that has a hundred rentals, just because we focus on paying R down. And that's where you really get the real, real cash flow, man, is when you actually pay off the property.
1: Right. Absolutely. Okay. Yep. So really the big focus for you has mostly been on building the wholesaling business. Correct.
0: Correct. But the, yeah, correct. But then I also, I also, uh, uh, I think four or five years ago, I ventured into obviously, uh, you know, b- building my personal brand and going big on social media, man.
1: Yeah. Well tell me yep. about that. How's that journey been?
0: Oh, dude, bro. So be so I think, right, I think uh, at the point where my wholesaling business we were doing, I think, we're, 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 we're breaking that six figure a month and I got a team in place already. So I was only working a few hours and I said, man, I got a lot of time, you know, what should I do? And then I pick up my phone. It was 10 at night. I saw Gary V Gary V. Uh, do you follow him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. I think every entrepreneur follow him, man.
1: I think so he's I got up- the uh, biggest fallen.
0: Oh, hell yeah, dude. Like people love the guy, dude. And And honestly, dude, out of, out of anybody on social media that I see, I think he's probably one of the most genuine dudes that actually give, but not expecting anything. Because I believe, dude, every entrepreneur, when they do something, there is a motive. I don't care if you say, oh, I want to help people. Dude, at the end of the day, your goal is you know you're going to monetize, you're going to get paid. If you don't get paid, dude, you're not going to do it for fun. You're not going to do it because you just want to help people, bro. Like I did like to me, like to me, dude, I I just want to cut the BS Yeah. because, because I was at this real estate mastermind, bro. And, and, and one of them, I asked him, Hey, he said, Hey Kong, my passion. I love real estate. We're making great money from it. But now I want to get into like the whole, you know, social media and build my brand. Sorry that I'm getting distracted, but I think a lot of you like need to understand this and ask him, well, why? He said, I just love helping people, Kong. I said, okay, well, what is your... Like, what's your intention? What's your motive? He said, well, nothing. I just love helping people, man. I said, okay, so you're telling me that you're going to spend 10 to 20K a month just pumping out content. Why, why would you need to go to a social media event? Why would, like, if you're doing it for fun just to help people, why, why, why would you care about following?
1: Just why go, would you just care? Just go volunteer somewhere.
0: Yeah, man. Or, or if you want to do it for fun, dude, just pick up the phone and just do it. Like, you put yeah. out content when you feel like it. But when you're consistently doing it, dude, because there's a motive, bro, just like a pastor, pastor, yeah. they're like, oh, you know, I, I'm like, okay, I'm not, I, I don't want to get into like religious, but pastor, dude, there are pastors that are flying yeah. around with, you know, 10, $20 million jet. So do you, so you think they're just helping people? No, dude, they're getting paid very, very nicely. So yeah. now there's nothing wrong with getting paid by helping other people. But for me, dude, I just want to keep it real. So yeah. when I heard, so when I heard Gary V talk about social media, I knew, dude, I knew that if I would to go big, that I could later on monetize dude. Like I believe bro, every entrepreneur, when they do something, there's a motive, no, but no entrepreneur, dude, do something for nothing and not just entrepreneur, but I think people in general, you want to help people. Cause you know why dude, because you know, you believe that what goes around, comes around. You want to have good karma, right? You want to go to heaven, whatever mm-hmm. that is, dude. Right but there's a motive. You just don't do shit for for nothing. That's what yeah. I believe.
1: I agree with you. And it's a good observation on Gary V. I would agree with you. And uh going back to the motives, you know, I've caught myself many times watching Gary V's content and being like, yeah. I wonder where he's monetizing the most out of this, you know, cuz he's yeah. not on there pitching something. He's not on there pitching, Correct. you know, come to this, come to that, buy this, Correct. buy that. He's yep. truly putting out content. And of course he uh, monetizes it on different things such as V friends, but Yep. Uh, I do believe that, uh, Gary Vee is, uh, as well, one of the most genuine. So, well, tell me about, uh, how that process was though. I mean, we're doing the same thing and it's, yeah. uh, you know, I think people, you know, may have a misconception on how easy right. it is or how to do yep. it or how to do it effectively, but it's quite the, uh, investment number one. And also too, it's quite, you know, the job, it's a lot of work and there's a lot of stuff that Dude. goes into it. Hey, this is Alex and I'm the co-owner of TRE. Since the beginning of time, real estate has created more millionaires than any other investment. And I wanna get you involved in a community that will help you achieve your goals within real estate investing. I know you don't have the knowledge, connections, or resources to start investing today. Most people spin their wheels over and over and over without ever actually taking any action to successfully start investing. That's why I want to get you involved in our community so that you can get the hands-on support, training, and meet the other members that you can start doing deals with in order to start investing in real estate. You need to get in the room with the right people who can help you achieve your goals and get the hands-on support and one-on-one training that you need in order to start investing. Just click on the link in the description to join the entrepreneur community today,
0: dude. Absolutely. So you know, it took me about so it took me about five years to now where we have about four million followers all across my social media platform, from YouTube to Instagram to Facebook. TikTok is probably my biggest account with uh, three point two million followers, and uh, you know, obviously, I start just like everybody else. I start out first with YouTube, and I remember getting my first subscriber. I was like, man. Must have been the wifey, right? Must have been the (laughs) wifey, right? And I remember, dude, I remember going live and there was like two people watching me. Gotta be my mommy, gotta be my daddy. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But, you know, I think everybody start with one. And I think, you know, for me, dude, you know, for me, it's like people said, you know, you gotta love it. I don't think that you necessarily have to love it. I think that you just, I think that you just gotta be willing to do whatever it takes. Mm -hmm. So for me, there's one more thing I, like I am just fortunate enough, bro, to actually got into social media and discover, dude, this is my passion. Like, this is what I love to do. Like I can do this for the rest of my life until the day that I die. And it doesn't feel like work every day that I wake up that I can create content that that I can do a podcast with you or whoever it is and just provide, you know, creating content, providing value. Like I love teaching. Like, I just love it, man. Um, and it happens to pay me very, very well. You know, I th- right now we're making between you know two to three hundred thousand dollars just from my personal brand. Um, but yeah, i I'm, you know so for me for TikTok that I blew up because I got in it pretty early. And this is when you know I, I heard about TikTok and I also heard about TikTok from Gary Vee. And I got into it very early where there's not a whole lot of investor on there. And I just learned the freaking, like, I just went on there, dude. I spent like countless of hours just going through TikTok, watching and see what's working, what's not working, dude. And I just start pumping out video, bro. And I think within like six months, I, I went from zero to like a million followers. No shout out, no pay ad, no nothing. A lot of you out there, man, like, oh, you tell your family, your friends to go follow you. Why? Why? Like, like if you're good enough, dude, because your friends, your family ain't gonna ain't gonna buy shit from you right? They're not going to be, they're not going to buy shit from you. They're not going to do business with you. What you need, bro, is you need strangers. Stranger is the people that got your money. Right? So for me, yep. dude, like I like, I don't pay shout out. I don't do none of that dude, because you want people who follow your content to like your content and to like vibe with you.
1: Yep. I agree yeah. with you. Uh, it's pointless to have my mom follow, you know, she already yeah. follows me Yeah, we're looking for new followers. Yeah, of course. All right, so uh, we don't have a a whole lot of time left, but I do I do want to talk about wholesaling, sure. and uh, you know real estate investing for those who are sure. looking to get started, right? I mean, cool. we've wholesaled a lot of deals. Uh, we do a lot here in Austin, Texas, and Texas nice. specifically. Uh, nice. But everybody wants to be a wholesaler, right? If you're yep. not licensed, uh, easiest way to get in real estate wholesaling. Uh, you know, I'm gonna go out there find some deals, be a millionaire in no time, which is very possible, right? Uh, it can easily be accomplished, but it requires work. It requires dedication. It requires all the things we've been talking about. Um, so what is your advice to those who are looking to get started in real estate investing or wholesaling? Uh, what's your, what's your biggest piece of advice to them?
0: Yeah, man. So right now I think a lot of investors wholesale actually don't know about this new method that we just been recently implement. Now it's been around for a long time, but it just got extremely popular. And I think this is the new way to actually wholesale houses in 2024 and beyond. I don't care if you're in a States that require a license. This is called novation. Novation means that instead of, you know, you go and you offer the seller at 30% minus repair, right? You, like if the house is worth hundred thousand, you got to offer them like 40,000 or so, or 50,000 to make your wholesale right? To make money in wholesaling. But what's nice with Novation is that you can actually offer them close to retail value. So, for, so, so think about all the sellers that say no to your lowball offer. What if now you can actually offer them at a price that they would make sense. So let's say the property is worth hundred thousand. You don't need to come down to 40,000. What if you can offer them 80, 80,000 or $85,000, and then be able to actually list the property on the MOS without a realtor license. And then fine. So now you're attracting retail buyer. When I say retail buyer, dude, it's like buyers that are like can get conventional loan, VA loan, USD loan, FHA loan, right? So typically with novation, there's three things or there's four things. Number one is you got to have a title company that actually know how to do novation. Not every title company that does wholesale transaction knows how to do novation. Number two is you got to connect with an agent, with a realtors that actually knows about novation and willing to list the property for you. Number three is you gotta have the contract. Without an innovation contract, it's not gonna work. It's different from a purchase and sell contract. And then finally, number four is you need to know how to actually pitch this deal to the seller. That's like the four key to getting innovation done. But you don't have to spend any more extra money on marketing. You just need to go back into your database, all the sellers that say no. Offer them this method, and by simply, you know, just just a simple pitch and just say, hey. You, Let's just say the seller's Bob and to say you simply say, hey, Bob, I understand that we chat last month and I know you want $80,000 for your property and we offer you 50 and obviously it, it, the number doesn't work for you. But guess what, Bob? Our company just came out with a new program called the Home Buyer Program. They're going to ask you what that is. Well, Bob, here's how it works. It's actually allow us to actually list your property on the open market. Without you paying any kind of commission, and this works perfect for you, Bob, because your house doesn't need a, a lot of work or any work at all, and you don't have—you're not in a rush to sell the property. And we're going to pay for all the realtor commissions. We're going to pay all the closing costs, and we're going to get your property sold as is. And that's how you pitch to them. So when the seller hears that I don't have, because for most sellers they don't want to list the property because all of these costs that they have to inquire—the closing mm-hmm. costs, the realtor commission the headaches of showing their property and dealing with, you know, all the BS. But if you can come in and tell them that, boom, you got a deal my friend.
1: Yeah. Novations are great. Uh, we haven't, uh, done them specifically for uh retail, you know, close to retail price transactions, but for anybody out there, and I'm, I know that you would agree. I mean, uh, if you're able to utilize innovation and list these deals on the market, there's no better place to find buyers for it. You know, I think a lot of people, uh, have the assumption too, that if I just go get a deal under contract at you know, below what might be market value, that it's just going right. to get sold no matter what. But that's not true. You need a strong, strong buyer's list. You have to Absolutely. stay in contact with them. Right. And uh, a lot of times people can't find buyers for their deals. So Novation's great.
0: Dude, I, bro, I agree with you 1000%. And this is why I'm, I'm tired of the people who said, find the deals and the buyer will come. Oh, hell to the no, bro. Dude, you, you, so finding the deal is 50% of the work, but let me tell you, dude, once you get that deal in the contract, you still got to hustle like no other man to get that, actually get that deal sold and get it through the finish line until you get the dude, until you get the check in your hand or the money's in your bank account, dude, that deal is not done yet. Cause dude, that deal can blow up at the day of closing. Ask me how I know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I've had it too. I tell people it's three parts. First, you got to find the seller and a good deal. Yep. Second, which is hard. Second, you got to find an end buyer, which is hard. Yep. Third, you got to get the end buyer and the seller to get all yep. the way to closing without any yep. issues so that everybody gets paid. Absolutely. And so it's it's not as uh, simple and easy as uh, a lot of people think. But uh, for anybody out there, you know, I'm sure King feels the same way. We do. If you have any deals and you need help, send them to us. We'd, we'd be happy to partner with you. Nice. Um. All right, King. So Uh, we talked about innovations, fix and flips. You're, uh, you said 14 rentals. Yep. Got 14 rentals. Um, what, uh, what else is, uh, your piece of input, your piece of advice for people out there, maybe not real estate related, but entrepreneur related.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. I think, you know, I think a lot of people, you're either a thinker or you're a drifter. So you got to choose. You're either a thinker or you're a drifter. Drifter means you just follow the crowd. All right, you, you graduate from school, you go to college, you get a J-O, the B, right? You put your money in the 4-O, the 1-K, which is the stupidest thing ever. 401k is like the biggest scam ever, right? And then you wait until you're 65, and then you retire with the 401k. And guess what, my friend? By that time, inflation, that thing wouldn't even pay you enough. So my, my, whole th- my thing, dude, is number one is you got to get your priorities straight. I think people that are in their 20s or 30s or whatever, because you've been a drifter. You got to get your priorities straight. Once you have your priorities straight, my friend, dude, that's when everything becomes clear to you, which means you have friends that call you to go party. You turn them down. You say, no, dude, sorry, because that's not in your priority. Your priority, dude, is to build a business, to build a career, right? That's your priority is to get your, dude, is to get your, is to get your business, get your career in check, in line. So you're not chasing the girls. You're not chasing boys. You're not partying. You're not clubbing. You're not drinking. You're not doing drugs. None of that shit. All right. Once you get your priorities straight, I promise you, dude, the picture is going to be super clear because all these temptation will mean nothing to you. Ask me how I know. When and I was 18, 17, our goal was to get rich and become financially free at a young age. And we said that we want to become a millionaire by the time that we're in our 30s and we're willing to do whatever it takes and we're willing to sacrifice whatever is required. Right. And when I say do whatever it takes, I mean ethically and morally. I'm not telling you to go out there, rob people, selling drugs, none of that. Right. But ethically and morally. So we have friends that call us up. Right. We say no. We distance our friends, distance our family. We just zone out the noise and we just freaking laser in and focus. Number two is next. Once you got that straight, is you got to get your money right. Cause I see so many entrepreneurs, they start to build their business and then they get a little bit of money. Guess what they do? They buy stupid shit, bro. They go out they buy the easy the Gucci the Louis Vuitton trying to look rich trying to impress other people but you have made it listen my friend let your success speak for itself don't be stupid all right so take it, so two is you got to get your money right okay number 3 the next thing is you got to do is you got to build a brand so you got to get on social media and you got to build the brand because listen to me today and beyond Dude, if you can get attention, my friend, bro, the money comes easy, easier than ever before. If you can get attention. So all you need to do is build a brand around whatever that is that you're doing. And then number four, once you have accumulated enough money, bro, is just say now, how do I, right? Diversify, pay less in taxes. And that's when you go buy real estate. So now you take the money that you make, put into an asset
1: by right. real estate. Yep. Beautiful. And that's pretty much it get your priorities straight get your money right build yeah. a brand and invest yep that's it what uh what car you drive
0: um i just bought i just bought a 2022 uh ferrari portofino back in uh i think uh back in 2001 was when i placed the order it took me a year to get it
1: okay i drive a prius when did you stop driving uh your toyota
0: oh dude um so the honda Dude I, yeah, dude, I was dude, I was still driving a Honda when Lon and I was making $150,000 a year. Yeah. And then we went from a 1997 Honda to a two thousand and six Honda Accord. Like, dude, we Asian, bro. We love Honda and Toyota, bro. <laughs> we yeah. do. We love Honda and Toyota. And, you know, pe- people said, well, you know, like, like the Honda still gets you from A to B. But it's, dude, listen, man. Once you can afford it, it's not just about getting from A to B, but it's the fueling. Dude, it's the feeling. Like every single time when I get into it, man, it pumps me up, it motivates me. It just makes it makes me so happy, dude, that I knew that all these hard works pays off. So, you know, so I believe that you know, if you can afford it, you gotta reward yourself, man, because the journey is long. It's not a one-year journey, it's not a two-year journey. Dude, it's a lifelong journey, and you gotta reward yourself along the way. Listen, you wanna take care of the people you love, but to me, you also got to take care of yourself. You also want to make yourself happy, man, because you deserve it. If you're hustling, if you're grinding all this time and you set a target, my target, bro, is that if I can make what I make, if, if, if I can make what the car is worth in a month, that's when I go get it. So my next one, dude, is actually a McLaren GT. But for me to get that one, because I already have a supercar. So for me to have that one, I got to do at least half a million a month for, yeah. for it to make
1: sense for me. Yeah. Well, it's hard. It's hard to be average in a Ferrari or a McLaren, huh? <laughs> yeah. That's, be, that's beautiful. Okay. All right. So I know we're uh, running, running uh, up on time. Thank you for all this. It's provided a ton of value. We talked about, you know, your experience, your mindset, what's needed, wholesaling, novations. A lot of value there for everybody who's listening, who is struggling to make deals work right now. Get your yep. priority straight. Get your money right. Build a brand and invest. So for everybody watching who, uh, you know, is not one of your total 4 million uh, subscribers and followers, where can they find you?
0: Yeah, so you can find me Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, wherever it is, just at Real King Kong.
1: All right. Well, anything else you want to leave the people with?
0: I, I just want to say, man, listen, you only got two choices in life, my friend, and you need to make the choices right now. One is to get rich. The other one is be a little bitch. And here's what I mean. You either be the boss or you work for your boss, but you got to make that clear because a lot of you suck at being an employee and you don't want to take risks to become your own boss. Right. So that's why you stay mediocre. Right. So why would they pay someone at a company $50 an hour and only pay you $20 an hour because you're just an average employee. So figure out what it is, man. But if you want to be your own boss, you got to willing to take risks and you got to commit. Right. And it's gonna require a massive amount of work, but obviously the reward is huge. And to me, dude, I believe, you know, you either to me, dude, I believe that you're either making money or you're making excuses. Most entrepreneurs, dude, they don't they don't make excuses. If 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 dude, all they do is you gotta understand that we all have different problems. Like none of us none of us has it figured out. Like you think of someone else that are making the kind of money you're making that had to figure out none. Nobody had to figure it out, right? They all trying to get to the next level where which means they've never been at that level. It's just a different, right? Different battle that they have to fight and they have to figure it out. And every single one is successful never make excuses, my friend. They always go find a way to figure it out and get the shit done. They don't blame the circumstances, they don't blame the economy. They don't blame nobody but themselves. That's it.
1: That's right. Heard it here first. King Kong, don't be a little Appreciate bitch. You. Don't be a little bitch. Appreciate (laughs) it, man. Yes, sir. Thank you.